Hey everyone, this is Jane Getter, and you're listening to Sonic Perspectives. live here from Toronto, and my guests today are a couple with a musical pedigree like very few others. Jane has a 20-year career as a solo artist and has performed with a myriad of artists, including Ursula Dudziak, The Roots, The Jam, Kenny Garrett, Mike Clark, Michael Rubeniak, and many more. In addition, her husband Adam is a renowned jazz keyboard player. He was hired by Miles Davis in 1985 and stayed with him for four years, eventually becoming his musical director. He has participated, produced, arranged, and performed with artists like Ray Manzarek, Michael Petrucciani, Steps Ahead, Ray Wilson, and more recently, Stephen Wilson, to name a few. So without further ado, let's welcome Jane Getter and Adam Holtzman. Hello. Hey. Hi. Jane and Adam, it's a pleasure to talk to you both today. And uh, I understand you're ready to record your sixth solo album this year, the second under the name Jane Getter Premonition, right? That's correct. And uh, there's an Indiegogo campaign to fund, which ends actually tonight. Right. Yeah, so give us an overall idea of what kind of packages are available for those who want to contribute. Well, there's uh, anything from um, the, the most minimal contribution, which is 15 bucks, is uh, you get a pre-release digital download. And then it goes up from there um, all the way. I mean, you different levels. Definitely, you know, the signed pre-release CD. Then there's um, you receive T-shirts and back catalogs of my CDs. And then when you get up into the higher numbers, you can, um, you can attend recording sessions. You can observe the mixing and uh, mastering sessions and VIP passes to shows and... Uh, I think that's oh, and uh, copies of the vinyl of On for uh -huh. the last album. We uh, vinyl with that. I know there's a lot of vinyl collectors out there, yeah. and uh, with a beautiful uh, <clears throat> cover by uh, a, a Swedish photographer, uh, Dan Danish Danish photographer Lasse Hoyle, Hoyle, who did a lot of who did a lot of Stephen Wilson stuff, Porcupine. Of Porcupine Tree and everything. Yeah, and all right. So. Anyway. Yeah. Well, tell us about the other members of the band, because aside from you and your husband, there are some amazing players there with you, Alex Koenig, Chad Wackerman, Stu Hamm. How did you manage to get all those guys together? They're just friends. <laughs> A lot of them are friends, and um, I definitely have worked with them all in the past Yeah. And in different situations, different tours, different concerts, and um, we're slated to have two different bass players on the album, Stu Hamm and Mark Egan. Uh -huh. who people know from Pat Metheny and Gil Evans and uh, and Chad Wackerman and Alex. And now I've just announced that we're going to have Vernon Reed as a special guest. Oh, wow. Wow, too. very cool. Very cool. I love Vernon, yeah. And yeah, and we're uh, going to have a special guest vocalist um, that which is still yet to be announced. Uh-huh. And I have to say that uh, for me, Alex would be the biggest surprise, at least for the metal fans out there, because many people know him uh, as the guitar player of Testament, but they're not aware of his work as a jazz fusion guitar player. 
Um, so does he or any other members of the band contribute also to the composition process or? No, actually, I write all the songs. And um, Adam helps me with arrangement ideas sometimes, um, a lot of times. And uh, he's going uh, obviously he's going to be co-producing the album with me, but all of the material is mine, my okay. composition. But but Alex also, you know, he's got a jazz trio too. So I think a lot of the Testament fans are aware of that. Yeah, he does, and he's worked with. Uh, he has an album out called Planet Collision, which is amazing as well. Right. Yeah, yeah, right, that's, that's, right, yeah. Right. So he's done a lot of different projects, but but Jane uh, Jane's concept. He's an important voice as part of part of her concept when he plays with this. Yeah, this because I um, I wanted to because there's some metal aspects to my writing and a lot of hard edge uh, sections in my songs, and I wanted the authentic metal approach to that and, and real Alex, deal. the real deal you know. and also Alex's jazz background makes him the perfect guy for my band. Yeah. And he's he's such a you know really sweetheart person and really fun to play with. I have a blast playing with him. <laughs> yeah, I saw a few videos of you uh, playing with him. I mean, your shows, of course, on YouTube. He fits like a glove, absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah. he does. Yeah, I feel so <laughs> so lucky, and blessed that I made that connection. You yeah, know? yeah. And uh, I have a question about one of the songs in your previous albums, uh, mm -hmm. on. It has a mm -hmm. bit of an unusual title. Logan would have sounded great on this. What's the origin of that title? Well, there is a bass player from New York named Steve Logan that oh. um, that used to play in Adam's band, Mona Lisa Overdrive. Well, I mean, he played bass with David Sanborn and John Schofield. Wow. He was a really, really interesting bass player and yeah. a very good friend. Yeah, but, a really good friend. And um, he moved to Poland. Um, wow. And um, he passed away. Uh, a few years ago. It was a total and shock. A total shock. And the bass line on that song that I wrote just reminded me of him so much. It's, and it's he would so have said, like he would have sounded so great it's on exactly that song. exactly like what he would have played. So that's so. where, wow. so Logan, that's his, Steve Logan. So that's where that comes from. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, my favorite tracks on the previous album had Corey Glover on vocals. Will he be with you again for the upcoming album or not? Well, as I said before, the, a special guest vocalist is yet to be announced. Okay, okay. Stay tuned, everybody. Yeah, you know, that's the kind of thing he decides to change it up sometimes anyway, so we'll see. We'll just see how it works. Yeah. All right, yeah. all right. And uh, how much of the new album is already written and demoed, and how many songs are there? Uh, well, good question. I actually have a lot of material. I have over two CDs worth of material. Can I chime in here? Yeah, she could do a doubles album if she wanted to right now. Oh, wow. Which I would love to, but um, it all depends on how much uh, money uh, we raise for from this campaign. Because uh, cool. I'm doing this uh, independently uh, for the first time. And, you know, every... I, I guess you could say that the more songs you record, the more money is required oh, so, uh, to do it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I would love to be able to do that. They're all they're all demoed. Um, some of them are, a lot of them are not completely finished. Uh -huh. uh, I mean, songs are finished, but the arrangement ideas and stuff like that are not completely finished, uh, which I will be getting to. Uh, you know, once this campaign is over and I can figure out how much I'm gonna how much I'm gonna record and you know. Basically, that's it. So. Okay. So, mm -hmm. and uh, what kind of direction would you say the new album is going? Uh, is it a natural progression from the previous album, or are you taking a complete shift? Or I would say it's a natural progression from the previous album. Yeah, I'm not done with that stuff yet. 
it's still it's still in me that that uh, that direction. I see. I say. <laughs> uh, but there is more vocal tunes, I think, than uh, there will be more vocal tunes or more vocal sections uh, amongst the the instrumental songs mm-hmm. than in my last album. I but, would say. But with your last album, with her last album, she established kind of a new sort of style for her, sort of solidified, and it's good to do one more in a similar zone just to kind of really. Uh, solidify that that whole uh particular format you know i see but it wasn't a conscious uh thing it just that's where my writing is going that's just just what's what i'm coming up with Mm -hmm. you know i see yeah Mm -hmm. well i'm very much looking forward to that one but uh if you allow me i'd like to take a detour and ask some questions to adam for a minute is that okay sure yeah here he is yeah yeah, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Adam, let's go back in time first. Since you're the band leader with Miles Davis, can you compare and contrast the work you did with him versus playing with Steve Owen Wilson, for example? Uh, I don't know about compare and contrast. They're both completely different universes yeah. um, and, and completely different dynamic with the way the band function and stuff like that. So um, there's, there's no comparison, really, but it's good to... Um, Ironically, I think that I actually have more room to do different things in the context of of, of Stevens' band uh, than than I did with Miles. It was more of a supportive role, and uh, it was kind of a a lot of the music was uh, either a little bit like Miles's late '70s stuff, or is more of a sort of a pop funk format, uh, similar to you know the, the you know the pop hits, and he was very much into Prince and James Brown and all that. And so he that was that was the direction of the band. And there the soloists were just basically Miles and whoever the guitar player and sax player were. And uh, even though I had a chance to play a little bit, stretch out a little bit in, in a couple of the songs, it's ironic that I'm touring in a rock band now. And there's actually a lot more freedom uh, for for me to do different things in, in Stephen's context. I, I think part of it is because Stephen has a really wide variety of stuff for a keyboard role it could be anything from uh creating soundscapes and and uh you know interesting sounds and background noises all the way to you know uh classic rock organ approach playing a lot of piano stuff soloing on a mini moog um all, all these things are kind of coming from different styles and um it, it's it's a you know, it's a great opportunity to play all that stuff. Uh, but of course, nothing can really compare with playing with Miles, especially early in your career. Yeah, well, I mean, I love playing with Stephen, and it and and like I said, there, there is a certain amount of freedom in his context that is more uh, that that is that is fun for me now. Hmm. But when I was playing, uh, when you when you tour and record with someone like Miles for four years, it completely changes your career and it changes how you think about music. And it also opens up a ton of opportunities. And uh, so there's really nothing can compare to that. But when people ask me what it was, what it was like to play with Miles, I, my answer is usually it was sort of like life itself. <laughs> it, it was great. It was hard. There were struggles. There was, you know, there, there was resolution, you know, trying to figure out what he wants was part of the challenge. But um I must have been doing something right because he kept me around for four years. <laughs> what was he like as a person? I mean, he was an interesting character for sure. There's a persona he has in public that was this much, this very mysterious and dark, and mm. and, uh, uh, and maybe maybe a little bit scary or something for some folks. But actually, in uh, in person, he was 
funny. He was very sarcastic. You know, he um, was always joking, joking around. He'd have a whole band cracking up sometimes. And, you know, he was he was a, a little bit more, uh, you know, and also um, he would speak and people think that he would, if, if he wanted something from me musically, that, that he would speak in very oblique terms. Mm. But actually he'd be very straightforward. He'd say, play two-bar phrases, play four-bar phrases, subdivide this. I mean, he was actually, let's modulate to a different key. He was actually very specific. So I see. It's a popular belief. Right? So anyway. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And uh, do you find that your approach to playing live changes uh, in regards of uh, who the touring guitarist is? I mean, when you're with your wife or when... You're with Stephen Wilson. Is that a different approach in your playing, or uh, not the guitar so much as the overall style of the band? I see. Um, you have to adapt, you know, to to whatever that is. Sometimes I play uh, in, in a lot of the bands I played when I was first uh, playing around a lot, like with Shaka Khan and Grover Washington, and even with Miles. It was always a double keyboard situation. Uh-huh. And so that you have to adapt to that first, and then you adapt to the guitars. The guitars in those contexts ends up being more like a horn, a solo voice. And so there isn't the, the traditional comping role uh, so much in, in that context. But, I mean, guitars are, will determine the style of a band, but the overall style is what you have to serve, you know. I see. And uh, what kind of role did you have in the creative process of the previous albums uh, with Jane and then the new one in the works? Um, basically, I think she uses me sort of as a sounding board. I make little suggestions with the arrangements and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm also um, pretty comfortable in the recording studio, so I'm able to take some pressure off of her. She doesn't have to worry about every little thing when we're recording. She I can see. focus more on the music, and I can you know, uh, do stuff with the engineer, or et cetera, et cetera. So, um, I mean, basically just helping out and throwing my two cents in fairly often, but uh, mm-hmm. that's pretty much the extent of it. I mean, it's her... It's her album, you know, so I I, I'm not trying to uh, make uh, any big creative statements only within the context of, of her, her music. I see. And, uh, well, obviously, you've been working together uh, for a while now. Do you guys agree on everything when you're writing and recording? I mean, uh, speaking for myself, I love my wife, but working with her would be the end of our relationship, I guess. <laughs> Uh, we have our ups and downs. You know, but, uh, we don't agree on everything. Uh-huh. I say we agree on ninety percent. But I, but we do agree on a lot because we have a lot of similar tastes in music and just um, the way we conduct our lives. And um, we do get along in most most areas. But we don't agree on everything. <laughs> and when push comes to shove, it's obviously my she, my decision. Yeah, yeah. If he uh-huh. feels strongly about something that I'm like, and I feel strongly the other way, it's obviously my my decision. Okay. Um, but you know, because sometimes we get in rehearsal, people laugh at us. When we're, <laughs> <talking> <laughs> about, no, but we're cooler than most couples in that yeah, situation. We and, are. And, um, you know, and, and like I said before, I think we, we, we agree on, on most of the stuff. The stuff that we end up not agreeing on will be uh, arrangements of songs or a mix. I see. <laughs> we go, go to the mat for those things sometimes. But, <laughs> But besides that, I mean, I guess that's pretty much everything in a way. <laughs> but, well, uh, no, no. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. I see. Uh, well, a lot of people ask us about that because it's, I guess it's unusual to be able to, to work so well. Yeah, with but your, there's lots of couples that, that, that play together. There's lots of couples. Yeah. Well, I hope it's not an I Cantina Turner scenario. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it might be kind of fun, actually. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What? Um, 
Uh, no, but actually, I, there isn't too many fusion couples. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's yeah. what that's makes it. us a little yeah. bit unique. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mostly. progressive rock fusion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah. uh, going back to your roots, Jane, uh, what drove you to pick up guitar as opposed to other instruments during your musical upbringing? Well, I was originally given piano lessons when I was a kid, and uh, my sister was given guitar lessons for some reason. That's how my parents decided to divide up our music lessons. Yeah. But I always ended up spying on her guitar lessons. I would sit at the top of the stairs and, and just spy on it. I was obviously drawn to the guitar at an early age. And uh -huh. so I guess I, they, my parents eventually got the hint and, and started giving me guitar lessons. But it was interesting <laughs> because my first guitar lessons were from a flamenco guitar teacher. And that oh, was wow. my style. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that, I, never, I didn't stick with that. But, well, I love that style today, but yeah. that's, that's obviously not what I do. Yeah. So. It's a good workout, I guess, if you're learning, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, you're also a fine singer. Uh, what would you say are your main influences in your singing style? Well, my singing, my singing style is um, basically limited to my ability because I'm not a very – I don't have a very wide range. I don't have a very loud voice um, mm. because all – and all my – and I can – you know, I – I try not to compare myself to my favorite singers out there, which are amazing singers, uh -huh. you know, like, of course, like Shaka Khan and Corey Glover has always been one of my favorite singers. Yeah. So I just, my singing is just sort of, it's my style. It's just, uh, and I write my material that I write is suited for my voice. It's songwriter singing. Yeah. Song, uh -huh. thank you. Songwriter singing. I so see. it's, um, and it, it's, it's, uh, I've, I had always sung backups in bands, but I the singing the singing lead was is a fairly new thing for me. I guess I started that on three. Did I did I sing any leads on three? I don't remember, but 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 you. Oh. I mean, she's a strong backup singer for years and years and years, and she's just now slowly getting into more and more of a, a, a the lead, lead singing. singing. Thing. Uh -huh. But I always like to have a strong singer in my band to cover the um, the melodies that that are not suited for my voice, and also to have some strong harmonies and backgrounds and, and stuff because that's important to me. Yeah, I guess it takes a while to adapt when you're in a backup singer kind of role to a lead singer, right? Uh, there's a lot to learn and to adapt, yeah? Yes, yes, mm -hmm. that's right, that's yeah. right. But yeah. I really enjoy it, I mean, it's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I feel like my the more I do it, I feel like my voice gets stronger and stronger, so mm -hmm. obviously it's something I'm going to continue. By the way, I love the contracts of uh, Corey and your voice in the previous album. I hope that there's <laughs> something similar to that in the new one. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, there will be. Yeah. There will yeah. be, yes. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I hope so. Well, going back again to the new album, uh, do you have a working title yet, and uh, what's the tentative release date? Do not have a working title yet. I've been, have been kind of wrestling with that uh, for a while, and um, still am. Mm. Uh, but, Will, I'm sure I'll come up with something soon. And <laughs> um, we're planning on going into the studio in September. I see. And um, so early in the year for release. Yeah, so probably, probably early in the year when all is said and done, you okay. know, mixing and mastering, and then the production. I mean, oh, the, uh, yeah. you know, so. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, you guys are playing Prague Stock 2019 in New Jersey this year. Uh, yeah. What's the expectation for that? I, I'm assuming it's going to be like about the size of Woodstock, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. They, Fingers crossed. If that's right, Fusion will finally take over the world once and for all. Uh, I, I, anything short of that is going to be a big disappointment for me. 
it's a cool event. It's a cool event. I've been there. Yeah, well, no, I'm, 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 real, I'm really and looking forward to it. A lot of cool people there who really love it. A lot of cool people, me, so. and, the, and the people that are running it are really nice and supportive. And um, I like the whole concept of it being like a hang weekend. They want everybody to hang out and, and do you know special appearances with different bands. And I think it's going to be a really fun weekend. Yeah. It's easy to sit in on a prog band. It's not like jazz. Well, <laughs> 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 and uh, other than that data are there any tour dates planned at this point or when, when can we hear about the new tour dates well not going to be going out on tour till the uh till the album is done okay so uh next year hopefully you know i don't know maybe spring or something but I don't if know, you want but... to catch me and jane live there's going to be a tour with my band coming up in the fall in europe uh, oh, yeah? i don't know how european listeners you have but i'm going to be doing a two-week tour of uh I guess we sort of Northern Europe would be Germany, uh, Holland, uh, Sweden, Norway, uh, with my project, Adam Holzman and Brave New World. And Jane will be with me on that. And um, it's a five-piece band. That'll be instrumental. That'll be an instrumental tour. But that's going to be um, promoting my latest album, Truth Decay. I don't know if you're familiar with Truth Decay. We should send you a copy. Yeah, yeah. It's really uh, okay. great. When did it come out? Like it came out about a year ago. I, I've done very well. Less than a year ago, I think. For an independent yeah. release, it's done. It's done very well. Yeah, it's all, really great. All the yeah. guys from the Stephen Wilson band are on it, and a lot of oh, other wow. special guests. And it's, I, I, I highly recommend it. It's a. I think it's a pretty cool mix uh, of a modern version of jazz rock in this day and age. So, I strongly recommend it. <laughs> oh wow! I'd love to hear it. <laughs> yeah. 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 We'll send. We'll send you one. Yeah, we'll, yeah. I can send you the files or, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. 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 Cool. Mm -hmm. Well, we did it. We did it. Uh, Jane and Adam, thank you very much for joining us this Saturday afternoon to talk about uh, the upcoming musical endeavors of both of you. <laughs> thank you. Can I? I just want to do one more plug for the campaign, if I may. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, the campaign ends this evening, and um, we've got, we've raised, we have over a hundred backers right now for the campaign. Uh, but we still have a few thousand dollars to go to reach our goal. Uh -huh. And um, any any contribution in any amount really helps us get there. And so we'll be appreciated. And, and will be totally appreciated. And I will be forever grateful for any uh, any donation. So it's Indiegogo.com. And you can also, just to go directly to the campaign page, you can go to my website, janegetter.com, and there's a link right there. You can go right there. So, Awesome. Uh, awesome. So to all our listeners, take two minutes of your time today to check on Jane's current Indiegogo campaign to fund her new album, which is precisely closing today, April 13th at midnight. Remember, no contribution is small, and if anything of what we've heard in this chat is a good indication, you will certainly want this album in your collection. Thanks right. so much, Rodrigo. Thank you. Are you going to be a prog stock? I will. Oh, I will. Excellent. Okay, right. cool. Okay. We'll catch up. Bye. Thanks, bye. The link to the campaign can be found on this page. Once again, I am Rodrigo Altaf with Sonic Perspectives, reminding you to follow us on the usual social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm going to leave you all now with my favorite track from Jane's previous album, On. This is the fantastic Train Man. Prog on, guys. <laughs> <laughs>